0: The Pokes Report podcast is sponsored by Stillwater Barber Company located at 609 South Main Street right here in Stillwater. Randall and Joe are serving up the best haircuts in town which includes regular haircuts and skin and razor fades as well as shaves and beard care and trims. The beard care includes a wonderful blend of beard balm, beard oil, and just a little bit of steam to bring it all together. And as always shampoo and conditioners are two for twenty dollars and I can vouch for the shampoo because that's what I've been using for the past several months. It's a wonderful tea tree oil, shampoo, paraben, and sulfate-free that leaves your hair and scalp squeaky clean and smelling great. And as always, you can find Blue roaming around the shop, so give them a call at 405-269-8590 or you can check them out at stillwaterbarber.co to book an appointment today. Welcome into the Pokes Report Podcast, Zach Lancaster here alongside Brian Murphy it's been a while. Last time we, uh, we talked, it was with uh, one John Michael Wright shortly after he announced that he was going to be returning to Oklahoma State. But you know what? We've had a lot going on. We've been busy people. You're fixing to leave the state. I've got a busy work week as well. Just for the week,
1: people. Yeah, just, just for the week. Just for the coming week. Back. He's
0: coming back. So just it's okay. You'll, you'll hear him again. But in that very finite amount of time, in the grand scheme of things, it's finite. Yes. A lot has happened. Oklahoma Mm -hmm. State has concluded spring football. Uh, They hosted six, maybe, I think, six visitors on officials this past weekend, and they got probably the biggest one. Landed a big, big, big big-time commitment. We're going to go over that. Um, About 30 to 45 minutes before that, Cowboy basketball landed its first transfer portal commitment, and it's a a good one. I want to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk some spring football, And uh, just whatever else we happen to find ourselves in. So let's get started. Could be like Star Wars PS5 games. It could be. You never know. It could be. You never Um, know. That may be the next one because by the time we record the next one, that game will have been out. And we can talk about gameplay.
1: Yeah, it would have already been much like our podcast.
0: Then all of a sudden the news happens. It's out. Yeah, that's okay. right. Cool. Uh, so let's start talking. Let, let's We'll start with the commitment just because yep. that's the most recent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oklahoma State about 4 o'clock I think is about when it happened, which is funny because I talked to Robert about this kid. is Landon uh, in Cleveland, defensive back at a Mansfield Legacy down in Texas. And we talked early that morning because Robert had called him uh, at the airport, called him while he was at the airport fixing to get on a plane. They talked about everything, you know, talked about the visit, talked about how I got a visit planned in June to go to Texas. These are all the schools after me. This is who I was with, yada, yada, yada. Gets on the flight, goes home, commits. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> so uh, Robert called me back and he was like, he didn't say anything about it. He, he didn't say anything <laughs> about it, you know? And um, th- this is a, this is a big commitment. You know, this is, this is huge out of Mansfield legacy. I don't know how much time you've kind of looked into this kid just yet but in that phone conversation I was having with Robert when we went down to Arlington for the Under Armour Next camp after all of the information we went through and seeing kids and talking to kids and knowing what they've done since Robert's like this commitment right here landing Cleveland made that trip entirely worth it yeah mm-hmm. was it? Well, he's, he's incredible. I, I don't know. Have you gone through his offers? No, 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 no. Oh, I thought he meant, like, it made the
1: trip for for Robert.
0: Mm. Okay. No no no, 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 no. Like for folks? Like
1: yes, us going, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm because you.
0: of the content we got from him. Yeah. If you go through just – this is just a quick little rundown. Mm-hmm. There are 34 offers. We're not going to go through all of them. But it includes Auburn, Arkansas, Baylor, Colorado, Michigan, Nebraska, Penn State, TCU, Texas, Texas Tech, Washington, just to name a few. And it's not like – these schools are like, well, we need a back. And there, I'm sure there are some schools that are like, you're a backup, you know, you're a backup plan if our main guy falls through. Sure, but even then, you know, but this this is a big pickup.
1: It is, and you know that Texas is gonna, it's that's gonna be a thorn in their side. He had a commitment, or he had a um, an official mm-hmm. set up for them the week before he was going to announce on June 23rd. He yeah. moved that way up. Um, you know that they're going to be pushing hard. To still get him on campus, try to flip that. And generally Gundy says, When you commit to us, you
0: don't start taking a bunch You're of other
1: committed. you don't start taking a bunch of other
0: um officials. And I so guarantee we'll what, that was something that was discussed. Oh, hundred percent. Before he left and, and what's cool is this uh, this piece was originally premium and I called Robert and I was like, I know it's our commitment piece. And I know that you have it premium because of the quotes that you have in there. Mm-hmm. But it's a commitment piece. Mm-hmm. It has to be free. Whether you pull quotes out or not. And Robert graciously left the quotes in. Unredacted. Unredacted. a full full disclosure. That would have been funny. He to, just blacks to, out yeah, some blacks stuff. out stuff
1: and says <laughs> for unredacted. See premium article.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh but this is what's cool is and, and i I do a weekly radio hit with the Blitz eleven seventy in Tulsa mm-hmm. every Monday morning, eight thirty. We're at Corey, if you want to listen. But I did read this quote because to me, why why Cleveland committed is the most important. Yep. He goes, I knew I was going to commit on Friday night. I was with both Ty Williams, or I was with Ty Williams and Lyric Rawls, and we were hanging out at KD's Kendall Daniels house watching the game, and I knew these are the guys that I want to be around. These are the kind of people that I want to be on a team with. You know coaches will tell you anything they want to hear. In recruiting. But when you get around the players, then that's what's real. Hanging out with the whole DB crew, that was what really counted. One of the absolute biggest 1A concerns the end of November and after the bowl game was losing Kendall Daniels. Kendall Daniels has a very legitimate, 100% real chance of being the defensive player of the year in the Big 12 this year. He's incredible. He looks good. He's twice as good as he was last year, and he was incredible. If that guy right there... The number one player on your defense, he is the one that elected to stay and not transfer, and he is the one. Not, And I'm not saying that Ty Williams and Lyric Rawls is not important to the defense, but when your number one yep. defender is the one recruiting the top recruits to come play for your team, you are going to have success yeah, on and off the field. There is no problem in the West End zone. If Kendall Daniels is the one recruiting for Brian Nardo, there are no problems between the staff and the players in the West End Zone. Now but, there, you're going to have some kids that don't aren't happy because they didn't play or they didn't have grape jelly this morning and they had to have red plum or whatever. <laughs> but when Kendall Daniels is the one doing it, this is big. No, Huge. it is. It is. I. I mean, Lyric Rawls in there too. He's going to play a lot.
1: Lyric Rawls had a had a great bowl game he's looked really you good you think this he could you think he couldn't have entered the transfer portal and just put those highlights on there and said yeah. and sec schools would have come running kendall daniels could have picked his school yeah i mean picked his school and uh you are exactly right almost said amen and just put the headset down and said well all right see you next fall because you're exactly right i mean everything that we've heard from From Brian Nardo, the few times that we've gotten to listen to uh, him talk, you know, whenever all the players were walking off, they're giving him a hard time. It's the offensive guys that are giving him a hard time. You don't give a hard time to the guy you want to leave. Yeah, you don't shout out to him whenever he's in front of every TV camera. And you know, Gundy wasn't over at the at the door giving out five bucks to anybody who hollered at him. That was legit. Yeah, you know, and and Casey Dunn talking about his group being finally healthy. That's legit. Um, I think that there has been a different Mike Gundy this spring. Yeah. Uh, the things that he said on, I, lo- I do love Robert's uh, time with him on the
0: OSU Max. That's That's a great one-on-one discussion. That's, so much for getting him on our podcast. Well, you Damn know. it, Robert. We talked to you about the Post Report podcast, and not the Max it. podcast. He took it
1: to a he – he was like, y'all got video?
0: Well, mm-hmm. he does always talk about miscommunications. <laughs> so we'll just chalk that one up to – it's my fault.
1: But back to back to Mr. Cleveland yeah. here, you, you know that whenever he went to – because they always go out to Gundy's house. Yeah. You know that he heard a different Gundy too. And he heard a Gundy that – to me, it's a Gundy that's on fire for the team right now. Gundy has been, I, I'm going to bet that he's heard all of the something's wrong in the West End Zone, something's going on, they're soft, they're this, they're that. He has, they have done more team scrimmage. The, when Robert was was writing them out, it was hundreds of plays. And, yes, you've got the threes in there. But let's call it 70 of those are yeah. probably ones and twos. Yeah, at That's least. unheard of around here in spring camp. Yeah. In fall, yeah, you may you may do a few of those. They traditionally used to do like three scrimmages, and they were all kind of major scrimmages. But to do those in the spring, and for uh for Cleveland to to go in and watch that and just see, hey, they're not doing tackling donuts all, yeah, rolling donuts all practice. Well, they're hitting, they're and, playing.
0: And Saturday was their quote unquote spring event. Mm-hmm. And so for the and and I will say this: I read through Robert's article. I, I applaud Mike Gundy for not doing full tackle. Sure. Because yeah. they, cause they were supposed to. They were supposed to do full to the ground, don't hit the quarterbacks, but full tackle, all out, 100%. And they didn't. And after the practice, in the in the huddle there, everyone together was like, listen, I know that you guys probably wanted to hit, but we're healthy. Yes. And we don't want to do anything. Because what happened in the spring game last year? Yep. You lost two, we, at least one. You lost Cole Birmingham for the entire year. And Eli Russ, who at least would have at least would have been a rotational he was player, top eight, yeah. He'd have been depth. Mm-hmm. You lost those two guys. You nearly lost Ollie Gordon on the very first time the very first time he touched the ball in live play. So there's no reason to go full out. Now every you can get hurt doing thud, but I the fact that they did go all out but no tackling that's huge because they're now there you'll have your um you know you have your nicks and your bruises, and there's a guy there's there are guys beat up and whatever, but there's no long term injury that's massive, but it also
1: tells me that gundy was not worried about their toughness he was not worried about the physical the physicality of the practices that they've had to this point. He didn't look down from his from his perch and he was happy with the sound of the thuds that he was getting mm-hmm. um I think that. I think the health going into the summer is the biggest thing. I mean, gosh, how many times did we talk about the health during the year last year being a negative? You go into the summer; that's just a it's a it's a boost for the coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, these guys get time with the coaches again. You know, this summer we just talked to John Michael Wright about that. That the the basketball team gets time with coaches one on one. That's sort of new to the NCAA. Yeah. Generally,
0: it's been metabolics and players player led. Wait. wait they passed rules to benefit that the players. Sense. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh you know, you you talk about a different Mike Gundy and I understand where this is coming from, right? This is the Pokes Report podcast. You know, we are we're associated with Robert Allen and I know there are some people that view him as a mouthpiece for the program. So do with this what you will. But when you talk about a Mike Gundy that is in a different mindset, you know, he, he seems more engaged. And I'm, I'm not saying that he wasn't engaged last year. But when you start the year injured and you lose, what was it, like 40-plus on your two-deep to injury throughout the year, mm-hmm. you look at the bowl game, and I understand that a handful of players transferred. But the, even of the players that didn't transfer, you were having to use third string, fourth string, freshman. Mike Gundy never plays true freshmen. Mike Gundy hardly ever plays redshirt freshmen, and how many freshmen and redshirt freshmen had to play last year? Not because they're good enough to, like a Kendall Daniels, and and these guys, I'll I'll give them credit, because they're going to be good. There's a lot of redshirt freshmen defensive backs this year that are going to be pretty solid, and there's going to be some redshirt sophomores that were redshirt freshmen that di- weren't supposed to play, but they're going to be pretty solid. Obviously, Ollie Gordon, you talk about a Jaden Nixon, but Mike Gundy doesn't like to use athletes like that. He doesn't like to use that class because they're not ready. They're not big enough. They're not strong enough. They're not fast enough. They don't understand the speed and the physicality Doggone of this game.
1: People don't like them. Yeah, they don't oh, like them. Well, you don't. I'm okay, just you're too young for that.
0: But. Big enough, fast enough. Michael Jordan on yeah. Saturday Night Live. Way too y'all. I'm way okay. too old. Go on. Um, but I, I will say this because the complaints are is still something that I kind of scratch my head at because – Oklahoma State is coming off of a 12-2 and two year. You beat Notre Dame, you beat Oklahoma, you beat Texas, you go to a Big 12 championship game. You're possibly six inches away from maybe making a playoff. At least you're in the conversation of in the playoffs. You've just signed one of the best recruiting classes in the history of the program. And seven and six is the undoing of all the success. Seven and six. Cowboy cultures. Crap. The coaching staff all needs to be fired. The players, they don't, there's something going on. There's a poison, there's a toxin. That's why everybody's transferred. Mind you, Colorado has had 43 transfers since August. How'd that spring game go, by the way? uh, Was it weird? Yeah. (laughs) I watched a little bit. Uh, We're sitting here April 24th, and they have had, at least as of right now, 227. They have had 15 players enter the portal today. Today. Oklahoma State has had one. And if you count Ben Kapinski, which I don't, because he was already in the portal, or no, no, he wasn't in the portal. He just he just decided he wasn't. He was done. He didn't want to play football. Anymore. Right, right. And then right. entered the portal in the middle of spring football,
1: which still kind of a little bit went under. I feel like underreported. I didn't. I didn't even know that until all of a sudden I saw that he was up at Tulsa. we, did,
0: we did not put it on our front page because right. he had left the program. Right. Um, now, had he elected to? Now, here is the thing. I and it's in our article. They wanted to move him to linebacker, mm. and he didn't want like they from, wanted him to follow Colin Oliver. Yeah, he they wanted him in that position, and from what we had heard, that he just he wanted to be defensive end. He wasn't. He didn't know if he was going to play or not, or any whatever. And so he decided to. I'm, I don't want to play anymore. Yeah. which is fine. That's your prerogative. Hey, absolutely. Caleb Etienne, and I think that is where you get a little bit of a different Mike Gundy. Absolutely. Because that press conference, not the fact that he – and he didn't take shots at Caleb Etienne. He just said Caleb felt that his job was under pressure, and it was a threat, and he was going to have to compete really hard and didn't know if he was going to play, and so he wanted to go somewhere else where he could play. That's fine. That's not Mike taking shots. That's Mike saying the truth. Mm -hmm. But that press conference – all, everything he talked about the portal, everything he talked about with the recruiting budget, he said, what kind of moron thinks that that's my decision? And that's what I'm kind of thinking. Like Mike's not going to say, I'll take $450,000, I'll be the lowest in Pack 5 the, the Power 5. Someone has to do it. Why not us? No. No. Right. But you look at the success that Mike has had with the limited budget, and that's pretty impressive. But imagine... If Dr. Casey Shrum and Chad Weiberg gave Mike an additional two, even if it's just two hundred thousand, woof. But I digress. This is a different Mike, and it's not a carefree, happy-go-lucky. I'm going to take shots at people in their mother's basement. Mike Gundy um, making zerbits on stage, Twitter, you know, whatever. This it, it's a different focused Mike yep. Gundy. And I'm not saying that all of a sudden Oklahoma State's going to win the Big 12 next year. I'm not saying that they're going to go and win 10, 11, 12 games. I think there's a pretty good chance because I think Vegas has them at like six, six and a half. I'll take the over. I think, yeah, it's it's real Give low. Give me the over on that. And I'm not, I'm not saying that they're not going to do that or they're not going to have 12, but with the focus this team has with some of the transfers that they brought in, they I, I, they didn't lose much. You know, I Spencer, quarterback's going to be a bit of a question. We don't know who it's going to be. Is it going to be? Yeah, that
1: whole eye-for-eye eye thing with, uh, who was it? Was it Casey Dunn that said that? He I was like, so. you know, Spencer to uh, Bowman, eye for an eye. I was like, not that's, quite.
0: that's given a lot of. Maybe not yet.
1: He has watched the quarterbacks more than yeah. me this spring, but uh, that if that's yeah. the case, then sorry, Garrett, like you're not. I mean, if, And I like what Garrett's done. Yeah, but if in that situation, if Spencer's back. Right. Garrett's not pushing him for no, no, no. So if you know if it's I true, agree. quote eye for
0: eye. Sorry, Garrett. <laughs> so, I will say what's and we've talked it. about Garrett for a while. Um, you know how mad he was after the bowl. I don't know if he's ever played like that or been in a situation like that. Yeah. Everyone's injured. He can't stay on. He can't stay on his feet because the grass is so slippery. The offensive line can't protect. You know, I don't know if he's ever he him or a team he's ever been on has ever played that poorly. And they almost won that game. So that's that's another one of those seven and six. The world is literally ending. Yeah, Everything will be okay. Um, but I, I am looking forward to seeing what this team can do. DeJuan Stribbling has had a big spring. And, and you have to take, I'll say it again, broken record, you take everything with spring with a grain of salt. But I, I like what Dejon Stribbling has done. Justin Wright has plugged in. Justin Kirkland, that cat. I'm not gonna go as far as say that he's like an A.C. with uh, or not A.C. Um, who is uh, the Baylor Ica? Oh yeah, I'm not gonna there. Sure, I'm yeah, not gonna say s- he's an Ica. You got to prove that. Yeah, but when you look at the impact he had just in spring, how strong he is, how disruptive he, that could be huge. The first players, the first people
1: that were talking about, this is a massive stretch. But it, hear me out. The first people that were talking about how unbelievably talented Shohei Otani was were the players. Yeah. Were the other players that saw him. First, the Angels started talking about it. Then whoever it was that faced him in the first game. Colin Clay was the one who comes out and goes, I mean, he's a guy who's battling against him, Kirkland, for a position on the field. He's the one who comes out and goes, this guy has taken on two defenders with one arm. Yeah and making a play. Yeah. You know, when when the other players start talking about him, that's when you to me that's that's when you really listen. Well, and Especially you, when the back when
0: the guys who were going to be behind they're trying to get He just, get just came blame in time. and just like, "Oh, well, it's ain't even a yeah, not even competition." I think what's another thing that's huge that kind of gets under overlooked and Robert talked about it a lot is the age of Kirkland. He's like 21, 22. And he's I think his sophomore, but he went on an uh, LDS mission. Mm. So he's a grown person he is a grown man well listed 64346 i think that's generous well, i think i think that's a, that's not as generous as it should be it, i think he might be you see his pictures he's, he might be 5 to 10 pounds heavier 5 to ten,
1: like i don't know how at 346 you can figure out 5 or 10 <laughs> he looks 30 pounds heavier well, it's in like fingernails. He look, there you go No, he he is a big boy big boy so and then i've heard Great things about Anthony Goodlow that yeah. he's he's out there. Uh, what was the the uh, the line was the transfer the transfers in are as I have looked as good as you hoped they could. I really don't you know. Uh, yeah. and, and, I don't
0: know if they're and that's I try to I try to limit as this talk as much as I as much as I could, but when you look at everyone that transferred out, you're looking at what maybe. Th- Three guys that you would deem an actual loss in the portal okay. when, when it uh-huh. happened. Mm-hmm. You you were able to almost one for one replace. Almost, I'm not saying exactly, but you almost were able to replace one for one every guy that entered the portal. Yep. Now you got to figure out quarterback. So there's an almost. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at right he has all the all the intangibles all the stats the physicality the age the speed the the for uh, just go back and watch what he did against Oklahoma State now he's a little bit older than Mason Cobb so that you may lose something there i don't think mason's going to be playing college football after next season so it might not be a loss at all but that's a possible one for one you look at the receivers that you lost i think we could all agree that John Paul and um Boogie um Johnson, uh, Stephon, Stephon I, yeah. I, he, has, he hasn't been here long enough, I haven't thought about his name. Those are two really big losses, but everything that Dejon dribbling is, just look at his stats at Washington State, you look at the numbers he put up, go back and watch the film, he's really, so you feel incredibly good about that. You went and you got a good in slot, inside slot receiver that's versatile and Arlen Bruce out of the backfield as well. You went and got, a, I, I'll, I just, from everything we've seen, Elijah Collins is a Better running back than what we've seen. Well, and you, for, you skipped over a guy who's six foot five on the receiver. I, I try to fly. I know. I, I I want to try to limit as much as I can on Leon Johnson. I'll do it because I'm so high on Leon don't Johnson. But I just don't. I, this uh, is your podcast, sir. I don't know what he can do at this level. But if everything that we're hearing is accurate, then he has a chance to be really good. So, well, and you've and this
1: isn't a transfer, but you've added a receiver that two of them that weren't there last year that were Cowboy backs, Blaine Green, who was injured, and uh, Rashad
0: Owens. Well, and if you go back through high school tape, Blaine, a lot of people, and I'm not saying this because Bryson left, a lot of people looked at Blaine as the better of the two. Mm -hmm. And so he has been non-existent because they moved him to a position that is non-producing. Cowboy back is no more. They're gone. You have right. brought in actual tight ends. Now, how much you throw to them? I have no idea. Um, so I didn't really hear much about them in the in the spring. If they're just an extra blocker, then that's huge. Um, but Rashad Owens is a guy that I know that I was high on for a couple of years, and then they moved him, and they hasn't. You know, he's just been in the depth chart, and he's been a cowboy back. And yeah, I, I I'm th- a big fan of Rashad Owens. If the the offensive line schemes work the way people think, the coaching staff thinks they have in the spring, and you stay healthy, this offense should be able to produce more than it did last year. Yeah, and I'm excited. I I I just looking at it from the outside, everything I've heard on the spring, and I'm not again. I'm not saying that they're going to win 10, 11, 12 games, 13, make a playoff, whatever. But everything I've heard, this team should be drastically better if they stay healthy than they were last year. All it it's like it's like every
1: fantasy football team there ever was. Yeah. If you stay healthy, you're good. Mm-hmm. If you don't stay healthy, you're in trouble. You're struggling. But I mean the 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 backfield is I'm gonna say a, a, a four headed monster, a four guys Looks who good. have who have all played well at the division at the division one level for multiple, multiple years now. Uh, I mean, Ollie Gordon only the one year, but you can't tell me you didn't see promise out of him.
0: I love the quote he gave a couple of weeks ago when they asked him the difference, which I think, I think I asked him freshman to sophomore year. And he's like, you know, when you, when you show up at a class to take a test and you actually study for the test and you sit down and you're like, Oh, I know all this stuff. He said, that's the difference. I know everything now. Not that I don't study for tests; <laughs> right. I do well. You have
1: to put that in his contract. The yeah. uh, who, who was the quarterback? The little tiny guy that just got um, a statue down at
0: Norman. Oh, the Kyler little, Murray. Kyler
1: Murray. Yeah. Uh, Clause, yeah. you got to study. Yeah,
0: I did. I did my work. But he That's and he a little tiny guy and he looks good. Ollie he looks. Oh good. yeah,
1: you can see that one. That was really funny. Whenever he was uh, interviewing uh, Drummond. Yeah, what's her name? re Reed Drummond mm-hmm. Reed Drummond but Jaden Nixon he can, he can play and he's bigger, isn't he? A little bit. Yeah. A little, a little bit. bit bigger. DeAndre Jackson, he can play. Mm-hmm. And then you get Elijah Collins who I think is no pun intended,
0: running away with the job here. He has a chance to be really yeah. good. And I think you're looking at a I think you look at a two-headed monster with a potential of a third. To me, DeAndre Jackson needs to prove that he belongs, not saying that he can't. Um, but what he did last, he didn't do anything at A and M, and he didn't really do anything last year. Buried in the depth chart. Yep. But you're looking at Elijah, a one, a really, really good one-two punch of Elijah Collins and Ollie Gordon, with Jaden Nixon in situations. I th- and then, if it's Rangel, if it's Bowman, I think that has a potential to be a pretty solid backfield.
1: And sadly, even DeAndre Jackson rushed for more yards per carry than the rest of the team yeah, yeah he had 4.2 and the rest of the team was like 3.9 or something like that last year so um so i mean i would think we would both say probably if if game is tomorrow elijah collins probably running out with the starters i would
0: imagine uh you know what It'd probably be a toss between him and ollie and ollie but i think the experience of elijah right now yeah would would probably put him well technically we have to have a starter so you would be the guy, yeah. and then Ollie could, you know, it's very interchangeable. Yeah,
1: and then Jaden probably behind them. Mm-hmm. DeAndre maybe, you know, maybe fourth. Imagine. So, and then Dante Buckner is by all of his high school stuff. he can run. You know, so him that's Sean or twins. It's a fifth. Yeah, that's a fifth guy, and then you got Ethan Washington. We're getting way down it, but yeah. they got like four hundred reps. Hey man, that so scout if you, team. If you ever watch, it's what we got Peyton Thompson back here. Yeah, but. um if you ever watch the highlights every now and then you see that number 27, you pops see up. that number 22. Yeah. You got to know who they are. He pops up.
0: Um we got a little bit of time left here before I got to I got to hit the road and uh, go to radio. So let's talk a little basketball. Landed a big time commitment. Uh he's deemed a four-star transfer. But I look at what he did at East Carolina. Uh Javon Small, who is no small get. Not a small guy. 6'2, 6'3 and and I kind of joked around this morning on my radio hit if a basketball Stat line says someone is 180 pounds. You can probably go 10 pounds in either direction. And honestly, you look at Avery Anderson last, not the 22, 23 year, but the 21, 22 year, they listed him at like 175. And this year they had him at like 152, 153. And that's the actual. So Avery Anderson was only 152. So they had him 20 pounds heavier. So the. It's very possible Javon Small could be 6'2", 160, but I don't think he is. He looks he looks a little bit thicker. Um, but the numbers are what's impressive. So he averaged 16 points a game. He shot 40% from the field. He had 100 assists, which would have been more than anyone else on the Oklahoma State roster. But, and this is not a typo, he did all of that in 18 games. What do you mean 18 games? He only played 18 games last year. How okay. come? I think I think injury, oh. but he only played in eighteen games and had a hundred assists. That's nuts. Pretty good. That's nuts. That's, that's the kind almost of almost twenty that,
1: games less. That's the kind of that's the kind of point guard that I want. I want. He's a distributor. Yeah, but he can he can score
0: well. And I put this video in my commitment piece, and it, I think it's in a few of the other Javon Small pieces that I did. It's from Clay Atkinson. It's just a highlight video of Small says he's one of the top guards in the portal. He was one of the biggest breakout players this season, averaging 16-5 and almost 6 as a sophomore. Great passer, dynamic shot maker, or excuse me, shot creator, and ranks in the 91st percentile in scoring off the dribble. One of the things that Oklahoma State had, especially down the stretch, was a great need for someone to get the ball down low. Caleb's offensive scoring presence, uh, Boone, Caleb Boone, was not there. He was checked out for whatever reason or the other. We're not going to get into it. Musa wasn't quite the same offensively as he was before he got injured. Avery is injured. Bryce is a 10 to 15 foot and out kind of a guy. And when they got to a certain point, and I, I think it was somewhere before the five game losing streak in Big 12 play, right around there, Oklahoma State drastically became an outside shooting team and they did not have anyone that could hit those shots if you if if this is true if Javon Small if, if this directly translates you've immediately replaced at least the offensive presence of Avery Anderson mm-hmm. you're gonna have to figure out the defensive side I of have good a, Avery good a healthy yeah. Avery yeah but you have a guy that can dish out assists like it was nothing a guy that can score at a really good clip he's, he's scoring 16 points a game and something that uh, Dorado had mentioned he was like well who does East Carolina play and I was like I'll give you that you know that's that is fair sure. you know they they play teams like high point you know but if you look at some of the so um, imagine getting a good guard from high point
1: I know right that'd be kind of cool
0: so uh, Indiana State I think you can look at them as they're not incredible but he had 27 against them UT Arlington is a team that Oklahoma State's familiar with. He had 18, 18 against them. Uh, South Carolina, he had 12 points against South Carolina. Uh, Wichita State, he had 14 against them. Uh, Cincinnati, he had 23. That's a big 12 school. He had 23 against them. Memphis, he had 10. So it's it's not like he's averaging 16 points a game against strictly high point or Coppin State or Campbell or South Carolina State, or whatever. He is a guy that, and basketball, it, it does translate. You look at Caleb Asbury, you look at John Michael Wright, um, Kendall Smith. That's probably the last true point guard. And I use Kendall Smith knowing full well that Cade Cunningham has been here, but I don't put Cade in the point. I put Cade in the this kid can play everything yeah. and probably the best at everything. So I he don't. He would be LeBron
1: him. James if LeBron James went to college. Yeah, I just don't, get the ball, I don't,
0: ball in his hands and move. <laughs> I don't count Cade as yeah. a point guard. He's Cade. So, uh, this is a big get. This is a big get. Now you've still got the the most important thing, and I I was very very sure to bring this up, and I'm very I've been very sure, and I'm going to bring it up this afternoon on the on the sports drive. You can have all the assists you want, but the number one way to get assists is someone has to hit a bucket. Mm-hmm. And that is going to be key number one, 1A, 1B for Oklahoma State this year, this offseason, this fall. Bryce has to be on. You've got to get John Michael Wright kind of out of that midseason funk. You've got to get these freshmen up to speed incredibly quick. Keon has to be on the ball, no pun intended. Uh, you've got to go out and you've got to find three three more guys. Whether that's two bigs and a guard, two guards and a big, play super small. I think it's you're probably looking at two, if you can, you're probably looking at two 6.8s and higher, preferably a 6.10 or a 6.11. But there's a lot of work left to be done, but you can have 100 assists all you want, but if you ain't got a guy on the other end of that pass to hit a bucket, you ain't going to have 100 assists. So, yeah. But this is a good pickup for Mike Boynton.
1: I agree, and Whenever we saw that it was all four, I mean, I sent you that that I want a veteran veteran point guard. I want and he's two and, bigs. And he'll only be
0: a junior. I, I'm remiss if I didn't yeah. say that he's only a junior.
1: Two bigs and a shooter. Mm-hmm. I don't care about where the shooter comes from. I mean, you got Connor. Is it Dow? Connor, Connor Dow at Dow. a broken arrow. Connor Dow had a broken arrow. But he's a freshman. Are we going to get Grady Dickey type of freshman, or are we going to get? Another guy who comes in, he's like, "Uh, now I got to shoot in this gym. Yeah. It's a lot of people." You know, all of that. I mean, six foot six. The thing that I love about the recruiting class that he that uh, small is Javon Small has added to is he's the second smallest person yeah. to come in. It's not like the the days of Travis Ford, whenever it was guard, 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 and a forward. It's we have three forwards and a guard. So you know, you're at least adding some height. I'm with you that then I think they need two six eight or betters six nine or betters, um. And, and
0: I'm okay if if some, if someone is six seven or six eight, and they're really long like Woody was, but they can score twelve fourteen fifteen points and they can do it from either either end, whether it's down low or from outside or whatever. I'm cool with someone being six seven, yeah, if they can perform down low. Well, and and but give me six nine or higher. Yes, you are
1: absolutely right on Bryce Thompson. the The weight on his shoulders, it triples. I mean, at
0: least, and um, it was already pretty great down the stretch.
1: It, it was, and he's going to have to show that ability to get his own buckets, mm-hmm. make his own shot, because he's going to see def- he's not going to get open looks, um, with the other type of offensive players that this team is going to have. So, yeah, I mean, I, I like the pickup. But the job's not over. Yeah. You've got to see what the transfer class is as a whole. Um, you know, I think that there's a tendency to go to small ball right now in all of basketball. You see the Thunder doing it. There's games where their biggest guy out there was six six. Now, he plays a lot bigger than six six, but I don't know I don't know how that translates versus a Baylor versus a Kansas versus yeah. a Texas Tech. I think you still need the big guys. And I love Bernard Kuma, big smile. But let's maybe find a better six ten than Bernard Kuma.
0: I would agree with that, and and Bernie was great for what he was. And I just I think when when they brought him in, I think you're looking at a situation where you land a guy over Illinois, you know, and and we can develop him. And it just never who, and that and that happens.
1: Who at Oklahoma State is better for what they are for mm-hmm. their role on their team? Bernard Kuma, Peyton Thompson.
0: Peyton Thompson. Oh, okay. Peyton Thompson, because he's a. a, a when you had a guy like Mousa, for anybody that knew Peyton Thompson is, he is the backup quarter, and he's out of Tulsa. He is. He, a yeah, Tulsa Union Scout I believe, Team, right? Yeah. all that. Yeah. I think when you look at what the what what Musa and Caleb were, they needed a bigger body down low, but Peyton's a pretty decent quarterback. He's not going to play at this level, you know. Um, something went way wrong. Yeah, no question. Um, but he, you know, I would, I would probably say Peyton because yeah. when you look at the success that the defense has had, yes, he is going up against he he is going up against you know the offense the 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 defense is going up against the ones and the twos, but Peyton Thompson is out there a lot, just like Zach Middleton. Zach Middleton helped make the defense better last year. Uh, really feel for that guy, the concussions and and not being able to finish out his career, but. I would I would probably go Peyton Thompson. So, Uh, any any last thoughts here, real quick before we wrap up? Hate to see
1: uh, softball get swept at Texas five straight, five in a row. I haven't gone I haven't gone through,
0: uh, but I I think you'd have to go back a ways. I think that catching
1: catching Oklahoma in the standings was already. I mean, it's now it's 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 off the radar, but to catch them already, we we had to be perfect. Um, hopefully this gives that team a little bit of breathing room. A little bit of all right, exhale, exhale. Now let's hop back into this. As and what's
0: cr- what's crazy is they're thirty nine and eight. <laughs> oh, there's <laughs> there's people talking like this is the end of the world. No, they're not 39 at all. Thirty nine and eight, not
1: at all. But you know when it started? It started whenever we lost a one run game on the road, and had won what did I put seventeen of eighteen, and the AP moved us down. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. That but was maybe they crazy. were just
0: smarter. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, give give Kenny and the girls a lot of credit. They're they're playing really well, even with the the five games. They're all streak, yeah. So.
1: They're 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 close losses, aren't they? Yeah, Uh yeah, um, They're all
0: close losses. It's not like they're getting blown out. And well, oh, you my look, look when you look at Texas, the 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 uh, series against Texas. I mean, it was highly unfortunate It was a sweep, but I think two of them were walk offs. You know, so you gotta you gotta give them a lot of credit. They, they have played really well. so, uh, But that's going to do it for the Pokes Report Podcast. we got to get out of here. i got to go to radio. I've got ten minutes. I can make it. You can do it. Uh, it's a seven-minute drive. Uh, that's going to do it. You can check us out at PokesReport.com and we'll talk to you next time here on the Pokes Report Podcast.